Hello everyone and welcome to the 30th episode, the big three, is it three zero? Yeah, 30. It's, it's a zero episode, bro. You forgot to pimp that last time. I'm going to throw you I under totally the bus did. for that. Yeah, it was my fault. It was in my notes. I'm your host, SBJ, and that delightful voice you heard is Alan. Hey, it's me, Alan. We're going to talk about ourselves today. Just, just ourselves. Sean can tell you all about himself. He's our other person. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you all about me and all the things that make me tick and why I haven't been on the podcast in three months and uh, all that other stuff. Good, good. I'm glad that we're all here to work that out. This is a podcast about board game, board games, not board game, board games, tabletop stuff, dice, <laughs> role playing. Uh, we are obviously Shut Up and Sit Down's new favorite people in the world. Boom! Yeah! They talked to, about us for a good two minutes at the beginning of their episode. Very nice. Important part of the episode, because as we know, people turn it off about five minutes after hearing my voice. And they're like, well, done with this. Let's move on. My favorite part of that was Paul Dean trademarked the expression circle jerkle. So hashtag circle jerkle, everybody. <laughs> uh, I liked how they complimented us and said that we were very direct in, in our show. Yeah. I'm a very direct Boom. person. Yeah. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, so this is a zero episode what that means is this is where we kind of reset for the next 10 episodes and kind of have a new like starting point of where the podcast is going and where where it's come from so let's say we get to episode 33 and somebody's like i just started listening to the tuesday night podcast where should i start we can say well you can start at 30 because that was the kind of the last time we reset and obviously in the future if they we're at, you know, episode 72. They're like, hey, I just found you guys. Where should I start? We could say, hey, you should start at episode 70. So that's kind of the goal or the the thought process behind a zero episode. It's an entry point for newbies. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great entry. It's like the love letter of podcasts. Ooh, I like that. That's <laughs> BJ. So clever. Do you guys just want to start off with the big news right off the bat? I mean, I listened to you guys go back and forth for the last couple minutes here. Sure. Yeah, I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll, I'll pass it over to you two to, you know, sell it. We we have an official date for the Kickstarter for World Championship Russian Roulette. And that date is, it'd be funny if we both say it at the same time, Sean, but we say different dates. That date is, Sean... May twenty fourth. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. May twenty fourth. So check it out Tuesday. for your Kickstarter. It's always on a Tuesday. We're gonna go from a Tuesday to a Tuesday. So Tuesday. it'll be Is it gonna be on Tuesday night or Tuesday morning? Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning. Tuesday okay. morning. Tuesday morning. Because yeah. uh everybody's on the internet when they first get to work, it yeah. turns out. They don't want to work. So they cruise on Kickstarter. Yeah. That cool. is very, very true. Is is there is there some... What are you guys doing for rewards? Can I ask that? Like, do you have, like, early bird specials? Or do you have, you know, 200 different SKUs that <laughs> oh, you can man. go through? We could tell you. It's just so amazing. You'll just have to check it out. You'll just say, whoa, a pod, uh, 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 Kickstarter's never been done like this before. It's so brilliant and perfect. I just want to give my money to these guys. But we don't want to give away those trade secrets until we figure it out. It makes out. me want to tell people just to 
<laughs> just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're ruining our marketing. It's like, ah, ah, ah. All right, so this podcast is about me attempting to host and then Alan coming in and stealing my thunder. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Thunder stealer. Trying to do a, 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 a burn of sort, and it, it failed. So do you want to start off with who we are? A little more in depth. Sure, yeah. Uh, but before we do, let me ask really quick. We do you guys have any favorite segments? Because usually we just like have an intro of what we've been up to lately, and then you, SBJ, had the brilliant idea of switching the table talk with topic of the episode. So we have been going straight to the topic of the episode. Then we do a table talk, which is just what we've been playing. And every once in a while, we do interaction satisfaction. So before we explain to our new listeners who we are, you guys have a favorite segment. I'm just curious. I want to know how, what you guys think. I don't really like any of them. Yeah. Fair. I yeah. like the part of the end where we say our Twitter handle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think if it was up to Sean, we would just inject marketing into listeners instantly and not have to do all the work in between. Like, hey, like us, buy our games. That's Sean's. That's Sean's. No, I would never market anything. I would never mention anything. If I if I had my druthers, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, our games exist. You know, buy them if you like. If not, I don't know why you're listening to me right now. I think my favorite segment is always the topic of the episode because my favorite thing to do is just talk to you guys. Oh, oh. SBJ, do you, my, have, do you have a favorite or least favorite? Yeah, I think my favorite part is, you know, just myself talking. Mm. <laughs> nice. In all, all seriousness, I would say that I also enjoy the topic of the episode. And to cause a little drama on the show, I actually don't care for the excessive amount of elevator pitches that we have. Bum, bum, bum. And, wow. and, and I say that because I think... Uh, well, I know that the elevator pitches are good because one, again, shut up and sit down, stole that from us. So I know that Boom. there's a lot of charm and character in, in what we do. But then I also think that our elevator pitches are like candy where people want them and then they eat them up. This is a bad analogy. But then when you have too much candy, your stomach hurts and then you don't want any more candy. And I don't want the elevator pitch to become... Too much candy for our listeners. Mm, a little oversaturated. Yes. You think? We don't have time for them this episode anyway. <laughs> hey, we don't have time for them this episode anyway, says Captain Chessbeard. Not sure if you guys heard that. So none this episode. So you'll have to tune into another episode. <laughs> so I, I wanted to get that off my chest. Cool. Your chest Do you beard? Anything... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to get off your chest, Sean? No, I think um, I think we're doing good. I like the podcast, like where it's going. I think I like trying new stuff out. I think uh, probably we don't need like three elevator pitches every week. I think one is good. Um, and we've been even tooling with that. You know, we used to be who are you pitching to now or who are you pitching as? I think it'll grow and evolve. And I'm a big believer in water finding its own level, you know? Yeah, I, I like that. For those of you at home who don't know what that means, water is a liquid and it <laughs> slowly, uh, if you pour it in a south of heck of a you know what i'd love to see happen is somehow incorporate the tuesday night theme into our show like we call ourselves tuesday nights or we call our listeners tuesday knaves or something like that i don't know something but what we'll think about that be. later on but i i've wasted enough time anyways what did you want us to talk about sbj uh who we are i i would say is the next thing on the list of list things mm -hmm. just hit my knee on my desk <laughs> 
It hurts so, so we're much. Moron. Guys. We're morons. That's what we are. I'm gonna mute myself for a little bit, so you guys take it from here for a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll start off. My name again, SBJ. This is the voice you are hearing. I am the host of this podcast. What that means is uh, Alan and Sean at one point said it's my show, so I'm going to hold that to them forever. But in all serious, what that means is I tried to make sure there's structure from front to back, and then afterwards I also do the posting, the post editing, so I make sure that everything sounds good, I get it posted, uh, I add all the music, whatever, blah blah blah. My background comes from I actually host another podcast. I actually host a variety of podcasts but the the main one i host is called it's super effective it is a pokemon podcast uh which has done very well uh it's coming up on six years last winter it was handpicked by itunes as one of the most enthusiastic video game shows in itunes uh it in 2015 alone it had 300,000 downloads that's it's wow. a lot of pokemon yeah so that's Jeez. uh that's the for one episode. No, <laughs> three hundred thousand no. people are listening to one episode. I wish. I wish. No, three hundred thousand episodes. Three hundred thousand downloads throughout the whole year. Uh, so that Damn. averages about twenty. That averages twenty thousand downloads a month, which is five thousand downloads a week. What are we currently at? Six downloads, <laughs> and they're all me. <laughs> well, we're probably at the Matt Lee's episode did very very well. It's almost at fifteen hundred downloads, and. We are, and I be downloading on my ship whenever I can. <laughs> the episode before that had about eight hundred or so. So yeah, we're doing we're doing okay. We we did yeah. we definitely jumped up uh, a significant amount of listeners in the past two to three weeks. So that circle jerkle. <laughs> Every time we mention shut up and sit down or shut up and sit down mentions us, <laughs> pretty much. We go back yeah. and forth. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that I think that sums me up pretty well. Oh, uh, the other thing is probably what kind of board gamer I am because this is a board game podcast. I would say that I will just say that uh, I am a big fan of hidden role games. Ooh. Oh, nice, very good, very good. Yeah, Sean, you want to go? Yeah, I uh, started my career in board gaming at uh, the illustrious Arcane Wonders on their flagship title Mage Wars. Loved my experience there. Learned a lot. Uh, met Alan. Alan can tell you more about our sweet romance. Uh, when it's his turn, but uh, Alan and I started a partnership here at Tuesday Night Games, and uh, we've been working on that ever since. It's been 15 years, and um, no, it's uh, it's been great. It's been cool just being a part of this industry and meeting people. Alan has, you know, he'll say like, "So and so's in it for the friends," you know, or "So and so's in it for this," or "So and so's in it for that." And uh, I definitely think I've been in it for the friends so far. Um, Certainly not the money. Certainly no. not the money. Although I'm working on it. I'm working on being into it for the money. I think the kinds of games I like are uh, either like experimental, like I loved uh, my experience playing, oh God, what was it called? That would uh, be a great name for a game. Oh God, <laughs> what was it called? I don't, I'm not sure if the religious types would agree with the title though. That's true. Hey, here's, here's the game. You describe it, SBJ and I will come up with the name. So describe it best you can and we can name that game. Machikoro. I played it at XOXO Fest. It's an experimental race relations game. Oh, and I just found the title. Well, tell us. Race it's relations. Wait, wait. Anime. Oh, wait. What are you? Do you want us to guess or no? Yeah, guess. Go ahead. Okay. So it's about race relations? Mm-hmm. You play uh, a young African-American man or woman, and your goal is to make it across the street in your town at night to go buy cereal from the gas station and then make what? it back home. I've is this a video game or a tabletop game? 
It's uh, sort of like a live role playing experience for one for two people. I've been. When did you do this at XOXO Fest? I was with you the entire time. I remember specifically being like, "Hey, I have to play this. It's here. You know, blah blah blah. I'm gonna need to take a break at some point. I had to get." I have no idea what it is, man. Do you know SBJ? Mm -mm. No, no, I don't. What's the reveal? What game is this? It's called "And Maybe They Won't Kill You" by uh, Kira Thompson at Rainbows. And basically, uh, you know, one person has a binder and one person has like a track and they walk forward. I should elevator pitch it sometime. But it was it's mostly just to try and learn to empathize a little bit more um, with people who are not like you or who are experiencing something different, um, particularly those people are in impoverished situations. What's that? So you'd say that's your style of game then is just something that evokes some type of unique experience and feeling. Yeah, I love role playing games. I think where that's where that's that's where that comes from. But particularly in the game world, we have one of the biggest windows into helping people see things from other people's perspectives. And usually the people we want to see their perspective is space Marines in the future killing aliens. <laughs> and while I love that, I was a huge Warhammer 40 K nerd. I think there's just so much you can do with uh, board gamings, especially since it's a social thing, almost inherently. I'm always like when somebody's, Oh, you know, this game does this or this game teaches this, or it's about this experience or it's really evocative. That's usually what gets me. And I also like, uh, you know, games where you kill people. Don't we all don't we all. Alan, what's your stance on yourself and uh, killing people? <laughs> uh, Great. <laughs> fantastic. I, I will admit I like to get punched, but murder, probably a little too excessive. I save that for rare occasion. But the way I really got into tabletop games had nothing to do with murder. It just had to do with my fandom of games and one of my favorite games was ascension and i wanted to propose to my girlfriend at the time so i contacted justin gary and the crew behind what is now Stoneblade games and said hey i'd like to propose to my girlfriend can i use your game to do it because it's our favorite game to play together they said of course so they actually had their official artist eric sabi make a card and That proposal video is on YouTube. You just Google Ascension Proposal and there I'm proposing to my wife. And what was really cool is I was also playtesting games for certain companies at the time, just giving them feedback. And then they started asking me to be in videos. Like Brian Pope of Arcane Wonders asked me to be the video host for the tutorial videos for Mage Wars. So I went in and that's basically where I met Sean without getting into all the details. And we became fast friends and we decided to make a game company together. And we decided to name it Tuesday Night Games because it's named after my regular game night. So every Tuesday night, I have a party. If I have one bit of advice to give our listeners, our Tuesday knaves, if you will, (laughs) I'm implementing it. The Tuesday knaves is, uh, hey, you should have a party every Tuesday night. It really makes your life better. Why Tuesday night? Just trust me, it'll make sense once you start doing it. Uh, Yeah, and that's when we came up with two rooms and a boom, and we had a Kickstarter for it, and now we're about to release on May, is it 24th, Sean? We just came up with it before the podcast, so 24th. I just have to still tattoo it into my brain. May 24th is World Championship Russian Roulette with Anthony Birch, and the type of games I really like are the games that, bring people together. So the ones that are the easiest to host, easy entry, easy exit. So I like 
fillers, but I also like longer games as long as they keep everybody engaged. That way, even if you have a player that is less than enthusiastic, they can still have fun and enjoy everyone's uh, company. Because my opinion is games there are just there to facilitate a good time. They're not necessarily there just to have fun in of themselves. Ideally, they do the both. They do the both. They have fun on their own, and also they cause people to get together and have fun with one another. Anyway, I'm rambling at this point, but that's how I got into this. And I met SBJ through Two Rooms in a Boom and asked him if he wouldn't mind taking charge of our podcast. So that's how I know you guys. Truth. We get it already. I'm sorry, I'm moving. (laughs) Going. Man, Captain Chesby, really a dick. I, I like him. I don't know. I guess I like this. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's move on to the topic of the episode, which is just... Woo-hoo! Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. Uh, what we've been up to, and I have a whole list of things here. We can start with, because this podcast will come out, well, we're recording this on the 21st, it'll come out the Tuesday afterwards, which is, I don't know, the 25th, 26th, I think, but International Tabletop Day is coming up that that following weekend, so if you're listening to that, the podcast in the week it came out, it would be this, the the current coming upcoming Saturday. You guys, yeah! Are you guys doing anything for that? I'm going to play some games. I'm going to eat some Belgian waffles and play solitaire. <laughs> Just like I do every Saturday. What are you going to be wearing, Sean? That's that's what our listeners want to know. Ooh, what am I going to be wearing? Uh, All right, joke's over. I feel like you would be sporting some SpongeBob pajama pants. That sounds like me. What about you, SBJ? You going to celebrate International Tabletop Day? Yeah, I think so. I haven't had a game night in a while, and I think it's uh, I think it's a good excuse to hopefully dedicate the day to like having some friends over that I can tolerate for more than a couple hours, play some games. I did. Let me pimp this podcast. I, I, I listened to it's called the Tuesday night podcast and they sold oh. me on this game called billionaire Banshee, uh, which uh, I have not played yet, but I did order it. And uh, I'm like, I got that itch to like play as soon as possible, but I've just been so busy that I want to dedicate that Saturday to a bunch of games and billionaire banshees on that list to uh, play i'm scheduled to teach people how to play billionaire banshee tonight because it's our second episode of meet you at the meeple it's a show i do with jeremiah isley and i we it's not up and running live on the internets yet but we film it every other thursday so we're trying to get a few episodes under our belt before we start posting it up to youtube so that's Thanks for a natural segue into that little pimp. Thanks, SBJ. I thought there was going to be more there, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's a cool show. It's like I hang out with Jeremiah Isley, and we go to our local board game cafe, which is the Malted Meeple. And at the Malted Meeple, we just teach complete randos, meaning randoms, games. And it's cool because we give commentary on after we teach it. And it's amazing because I didn't think it would be as fun as it actually is. For instance, two weeks ago, I taught a group Sushi Go. And then Jeremiah and I, we were just talking about what they are doing. For instance, it was like, oh, very interesting. Robert has chosen to draft 
the chopsticks, but there's only two drafts left, which means he has to use the chopsticks on the next turn. Yeah, bold move indeed. So it's just really fun to give commentary as people are playing the game. So tonight I'm going to teach a group of people how to play Billionaire Banshee if it goes as planned. And I think Jeremiah is teaching Snake Oil because tonight's theme is judge mechanic games. And those hates. What's the hardest part about the show? What's that, Sean? I heard SBJ says he hates snake oil, but what are you saying, Sean? What's the hardest uh, part about filming the show? Oh, the camera work, for sure. There's like three cameras. We need to, the technology hopefully will catch up. SBJ, you'd hate it because quality (laughs) is, needs to catch up to what we want to do. For instance, the first episode, we didn't have mounted cameras or anything. We just had three webcams, and I was holding the webcam, but there was no viewfinder, so I couldn't see what I was filming. And sure enough, I was chopping off people's heads, and it's just a a beautiful mess at first. But hopefully that it still comes through. So by the time we really start pimping it, hopefully it looks slick. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will get it there. Yeah. What's been going on with you, SPJ? I was trying to think of something not boring to talk about, but I guess I could talk about... I've, you talk about Prince. I could, yeah, talk about Prince. I feel that was definitely like more your guys' generation than anything. SPJ, you and I are the exact same age. Just want to point that out. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so I think you mean he's more my generation. But uh, yeah, yeah, Prince. Prince, the man who went through many names, eventually he was just a symbol... Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Not as heartbreaking to me as David Bowie, because David Bowie was a big deal to me. Like I felt David Bowie. I woke up and thought, why is it so dark outside? But Prince, I didn't feel. I was just like, oh, Our listeners, Prince died? Alan wakes up at like five o'clock in the morning in Cleveland, so it's always pretty dark outside. It is. It is. But is that not what you want to talk about, SBJ? No, no, that yeah, yeah, definitely Prince. Not they they played Prince on Beats One, which I listened to at work, and I was, I was like, yeah, uh, his music's fine. Uh, but I didn't, I, <laughs> I, I didn't really have uh, that much of a connection. I would say that I I had more of a connection to David Bowie, and both Prince and David Bowie were equal on the list of me not going out of my way to listen i think all music has a context that it works best in um for instance like most people don't like country music but if you're drunk and it's three in the morning and some guy's playing country music on his guitar it's a little bit more fun than you'd think if you've been playing poker or staying up all night prince is a similar way in which the first time i ever heard wind doves cry was literally in a strip club and uh i was like oh like i get i get this music now i know what prince is all about because <laughs> There's a lot of naked ladies here, and uh, all right. Anyway, so I love that song. There are uh, n- no naked ladies in my D and D game, but that is uh, still going, and I guess I could spend like a minute talking about that. Go for it, man. So uh, for our listeners that might not know, maybe because you're newer, you're not new, and you just don't pay attention to when I talk on the show. I started running. I'm not running, but I am participating in my first ever D and D game. And I'm doing that every Tuesday night, and I'm actually streaming it live on Twitch. And it is a Pokemon-themed D&D, so, you know, get your jokes or harassment out now. I'm totally cool with that. But uh, as as for the game itself, it's it's really enjoyable. Uh, it's really fun. I've gotten over the the performance act of it. I talked about this probably two weeks ago that I didn't really care yeah. to perform. Uh, but instead, it's just a lot of me going... Uh, this is what my character's going to do, you know, X, Y, Z, or 
my character is going to walk into the room and do this, or my character is going to make a jump over this gap. It's just, and it makes me feel really good and confident in in the game, and it, I'm actually enjoying it a lot more playing that way. And my DM said, you know, a lot of people play that way, that's totally fine. So now that I've gotten over like this, oh, I, I need to perform, or everyone else is performing it, and I'm not, I feel a lot better about the game overall, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. There's that's no huge. shame in playing a third-person role-playing game. So yeah, just have fun, because I think what's more important is that people are having fun and progressing the story, then getting their acting chops together in character. Alan, what have you been up to? I want to start with an apology, so I need a minute to apologize to the listeners. Make it fast! Alright, so anyways, I... Uh, last episode, I really crapped on kids. So if you listen to episode 29, it was basically us ripping on kids. And it was weird serendipity and fate because the weekend I just had was an amazing weekend. And it was full of babies and it was full of kids. I didn't really rip on kids for the record. Uh, (laughs) I ripped on their parents. You did. That's a very clear. If you guys don't like parents and kids, that's just another way of saying you don't like anyone. (laughs) So... Sean and I had a pretty awesome weekend. I went to Dallas because we had to film our Kickstarter video with the Board with Life crew, and that was really fun. But I flew in on Saturday, left on Sunday night, and Sean wasn't there. So I called up Colby Dauch of Plaid Hat Games, and he was totally excited to hang out with me. And man, it was a great time. We went out to eat. And then we, he asked, you want to go back to my place and play some games? Here we are, these two guys in the industry, one of us much bigger than the other, not saying who, but it's like, yeah, let's do it. So we started playing some games, and the entire time, his daughter, Ray Lynn, was there. And Ray was super fun. She was such a cooperative individual. We played Hearts of Attraction with her. We played some Snake Oil, which SBJ hates. We also played a game mm-hmm. that I created, and... It was really cool and validating. And then we hung out the next day with the Board with Life crew to film our commercial. And Nikki and Donald from Board with Life, they have their daughter, Luca. I have to admit, it's one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. And it's weird, too, because I know they don't know me, but I feel like I know them. They don't know me as well as I feel I know them because I watch all of their shorts and their videos. So when I'm sitting around with the Board of Life crew, it just feels like I know them, but realistically I feel that way because I've watched their show so damn much. Anyway, so with Luca, I don't know, it's just like, oh, this baby's adorable, and Brittany's pregnant. It's just one of these things where I was surrounded with kids the entire weekend and thought, man, I got to admit that I like kids. And I think I was disingenuous to the listeners because I was going on a little bit of a rant because I thought it would be funny. And there's definitely some truth in there that I've been burned by some kids. But the reality of it is I like kids. (laughs) I like kids. And I even like spending some time with some babies. But yeah, that sounds weird. But yeah, if you're a new listener, we don't always go off on these weird tangents about you know, whether Babies. we do or don't like kids, we're not all totally controlled by our biological clocks like Alan is. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm getting older, so my standards are lowering. I don't know. But... <laughs> really? I feel like mine's the opposite. Your standards are raising? Yeah. Kids hmm. got to be cooler I'm... for you to like them now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool because I got to meet Anthony Birch in person. Wow! And that was a huge deal to me. I was totally guy crushing on him, too. It was 
pretty amazing. And I got to meet, I guess, get to know Andrew Mason, who's like the assistant director behind Board With Life. He's always behind the scenes and I got to spend more time with him. So it was just really cool hanging out with these people. I had a blast, Sean. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, they were super pros filming. It was nice to sit back and just act and uh, not have to worry about, you know, the shots or this or that. Like we could just really zone out and just rehearse. And it's cool getting to see them work out. Uh, Anthony's super talented as an actor. And, you know, Casey was great on camera. Donald was a great director. Everybody was just very chill and very fun to work with. And it was a lot of fun just getting to to hang out with them again in an industry where you really don't get to hang out with people unless there's like a convention going on. Did I say Andrew Manson or Mason? I think I accidentally misspoke and said Mason. You what said did I Mason. Say? Damn it. I meant Manson. I know his name. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not cutting sorry. That. Sorry, Andrew. No, you don't have to. It's a sincere <laughs> mistake. Don't cut it. I'm sorry, Andrew. I had a blast. If you're listening, he's not even listening to no one listens to this. Anyway, thanks, Andrew. I really like this. Andrew, who, who Alan called Bruce the entire time. It was really Andrew cool. the Bruce, because his character in Board with Life is named Bruce, and he did such a good job being Bruce. He really owned the episode he was in in season two. So yeah, I thought it was really cool. Well, su- well sweet. Sean, balls in yeah. your court. You're going to wrap it up here? Sure, yeah. I went to New York with my girlfriend for a week. Uh, we shot the Kickstarter video as soon as we got back, basically. Hung out with Alan that night, and in the morning shot the Kickstarter video. Uh, the only other thing that's really been on my mind is, I don't know if you guys saw the Dark Souls board game Kickstarter went up a couple days ago, um, and it's close to a million if it hasn't passed a million yet. No, it's it's at a million four hundred thousand, I believe, last time I checked this afternoon. Wow. So that's just crazy to me, and I'm interested in it, even though it's like a hundred bucks and I'd never get to play it because I just never get to play a hundred dollar board games. Yep. I don't have a console. And I don't know if I have time right now to get a console. And I certainly don't have enough money to go buy a $400 console and a $60 game. So if the board game's good, that's only $100. And it's the <laughs> cheapest way I can get into the Dark Souls universe at all. Um, because everybody who plays Dark Souls is super cool. And I'm just stuck here playing Zelda Link Between Worlds on my 3DS like a child. Um, and I was just like immediately drawn to it. But again, it was that same problem with... Uh, Kingdom Death, where it's like a super expensive game with nice miniatures, very long. Uh, they talk about how innovative the gameplay is on the Kickstarter, which I hate doing because it's like, well, it's either innovative or it's not. But saying it's innovative <laughs> isn't convincing me of anything. You know, it's like, like your mom telling you're gonna like something you're about to eat. You'll like it. You like raisins. It's or it's delicious. like a sign in a store that says like, we value customer service. It's like you either do or you don't. But the sign isn't weighing in on my opinion at all. <laughs> I mean, that's just advertising speak in general, I'm sure. But, like, I was looking for examples of, like, okay, you know, so I explore a dungeon with my friends and I defeat monsters and it's hard. I'm really having trouble finding the innovation here. I'm not saying that it can't be. And I also got in a bunch of um, DIY indie D&D community stuff from the people at Lost Pages. I bought uh, Wonder and Wickedness, which is a – it's just a magic book, which I love. It's just, like, eight spell schools and spells for all of them, and they're levelless, um, and they're super evocative and super interesting. So I've just swapped out all the magic users in my campaign with this, and then also a campaign setting called the Chthonic Codex, and it came in like a white box um, and three booklets, like one on magic, one on monsters, and one for like the game master to use to design dungeons and stuff. I love nothing more than like an indie-made D&D project, like a setting or a magic book or a subsystem that you can inject in your games. There's just so much love put into it, 
and they're all so kind of like one-off and, and weird. I don't know. It's sort of like people get into like Japanese import vinyl or Japanese import video games, you know. That's what like <laughs> D&D is like. So that's what I've been up to. Japanese import underwear. And I think that's uh, where we're going to end the show. Okay. Just like that. Japanese underwear. Uh, Alan, where can they find you in your imported underwear? They can find me on the Facebook and on the tweets. On Facebook, I accept anyone's friend request. My name is Alan Gerding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-D-I-N-G. D-I-N-G. And on the tweets, it's at Alan Gerding. Awesome. And Sean? I'm on Twitter at at Sean McCoy, S-C-A-N-M-C-C-O-Y. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dragging A Lake. And you can follow Tuesday Night Games on Twitter at PlayTKG. And if you're keeping up with World Championship Russian Roulette, I am sure that info will be posted there. Tell them about the emails. Oh, we have an email, I guess. I, I suppose it's podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Uh, if you know how to use email, that is what with a K. you are looking for. Otherwise, thank you guys for being on. We will be back next week. And, yeah, I guess this episode is, um... Finished! That's Captain Chestbeard, by the way. He's usually not this vocal. My goodness. It's crazy. He's our fourth member. <laughs> <laughs>